0: Back to another episode of the Midwest Monsters Podcast. I'm one of your hosts, Grizzly Abner, and I'm joined by Professor Wagstaff, Venomous Vinny. And we've got a couple of special guests joining us this evening. Let's go with uh, Age Over Beauty. So I believe that puts Jason next.
1: I don't know what that means, but this is the sauce <laughs> of the grid. <crib. laughs> <laughs>
2: Uh, and my name is Brent. They're coming to get you, Terhune.
0: Hey, we're all right. Bringing back a couple of alumni here. We got the McRib. We got Brent Terhune. They're coming to get you. Brent, they're coming to get you, Terhune. Let's not they're forget. Coming that. to get Welcome you. Welcome back, so, guys. Glad to have you back for
2: uh. ooh, hmm, just a-, it's a,
3: mid hey, it's a Midwest Monsters family Christmas. <laughs>
2: <laughs> Directed by Rob Zombie, I feel like.
0: Yeah. <laughs> I'd call it a hard candy Christmas, but that'd be an insult to Dolly Parton. So here we are, <laughs> uh, coming in, folks. We we haven't brought you a Christmas episode for a little while. I don't think since 2020. Am I correct? Have we done Christmas since 2020?
4: It I don't has to remember. Been at least two years. We might have done a mass in 21, but it, it's okay. been a minute. Yeah, for sure. Uh, so we are
0: talking about a franchise that should not exist. This is the, uh, based on an original film that was great source material, Uh, Hmm. we are talking about the Silent Night, Deadly Night franchise. Sound off on uh, your feelings on this.
1: Comes in hot, fucking ends up in a giant pile of crap. <laughs> <laughs> I had only
2: seen the first one and then I watched the second one and realized it's mostly the first one again. And I turned it off and I never revisited till you guys said, Let's torture Brent. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, the
0: McRib is used to being a beast of burden on this show. He is used He's to kind uh, of a specialist. Yeah, kind of I've been beaten down be- a lot. he deserves a major award for what we've put him through
3: god we put him through the leprechaun too i forgot about that
0: hey you put me through that twice (laughs) i'm I'm here all the time movies yeah so the mcrib has been forced to go Mm -hmm. through the howling franchise the children of the corn franchise compared to those two the Leprechaun franchise was a walk in the park. So Would you agree <laughs> with that? <laughs> yeah, Professor, do you agree with that?
1: Yeah, I, I would agree with that's that. But Leprechaun was easier on me, if I had to be honest.
0: <laughs> and that's that's not an Irish joke on the McRib either.
1: <laughs> and and Brent,
3: we've only we had him on for Scream.
2: Yep.
0: We had him
3: on for the new house trilogy, mm-hmm. uh, Phantasm. So so we've not we've not been nearly as cruel to Brent up until this point.
2: So yeah, I've had it figured, easy.
3: We figured it's the holiday season. Let, let's let fuck both of these guys over. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Let's <laughs> be miserable
1: together like a family. <laughs> this is just going to set up an alley fight between me and Brent and Q. They live.
4: <laughs> Put your <the> glasses on. <laughs> had, had any of you guys seen all of these movies prior to this preparation? Nope, no. no,
3: I think. Gotcha. Do I speak for everybody that maybe you've seen the first two? Yep. Never watched I, anything beyond
4: that. I saw the first three. After that, ugh. yeah, I watched <laughs> all of them maybe two or three years ago, so I I kind of knew the shit sandwich we were getting ready. Ooh,
3: <laughs> that, that's not enough time in between viewings.
4: <laughs> no, here <all>. <laughs> wasn't. <weapon. clears throat> yeah, our uh, no, our. Co- okay. Our our former
0: co host Todd had uh, hot toddy had begged us to, to do this series for years and uh we really avoided it and then we thought it was time to just really take our meetings and watch this.
2: I yeah. like how you guys waited till he wasn't on the show to do this. <laughs> it was not intentionally <laughs> that was not intentionally any malice. <laughs> but in hindsight you did him a favor. So <laughs> yeah. this is oh, yeah. fair.
0: <laughs> we think so. we
2: We did him a kindness. Um,
0: So also, uh, a note for you listeners at home, you may notice that the audio quality is a little lacking. We are not on the soundboard. Uh, To get five grown men with families and careers together in the same room at once is a little tough, and so we are... Especially in December. Oh, yeah, right. Over Zoom. So we apologize for uh, any any weird audio that may come through. So, uh, okay. Well, I guess the only place to start is the beginning. Professor,
4: can you open us up? Sure. So our first entry here, Silent Night, Deadly Night, was released in 1984, the same weekend as A Nightmare on Elm Street, directed by Charles Sellier Jr., starring Robert Brian Wilson as Billy, Britt Leach as Mr. Sims, and Linnea Quigley in a small but memorable role. Uh, this first entry was shrouded in controversy with its release uh, lots of outrage and protest from parents over the exploiting of a holiday and especially with Santa in the marketing campaign uh, that was kind of intertwined with plenty of sleaze and violence in the film. And I I, I want to open up with the quote that we had discussed prior to recording this from uh, an actor who joined in the outrage, Mickey Rooney, who said, How dare they? I'm all for the First Amendment, but don't give me Santa Claus with a gun going to kill someone. The scum who made that movie should be run out of town he would go on to star in part five, which we'll cover here in a little bit. <laughs> <laughs> he
3: had also famously been the voice of Chris Kringle and Santa Claus is coming to town, the Rankin bass as well as uh, I think Rudolph and frosty shiny new year. One of those as mm-hmm. well. So he was known for that. And so, yeah, he popped off like that about this movie, which I find to be absolutely hilarious. And uh, according to Joe Bob Briggs, what he said on his show, the outrage came because uh, one of the markets <clears throat> aired the trailer for Silent Night, Deadly Night before Little House on the Prairie <laughs> in their market <laughs> when families and kids were lined up to watch TV. And that's what sparked all of the outrage.
0: Mm. Mm-hmm. So um, <clears throat> I'm guessing all of y'all have seen this at least yeah. a few times before we started this franchise. Absolutely.
3: Yes. Yes. At least, at least a at couple.
0: This point. Yeah, I mean, it's it's uh, as far as Christmas <laughs> horror goes, it's it's crim de la crim. It's it's top five. Um, <laughs> it's it's still a wild ride, though. This is not for everyone. Yeah.
3: Oh yeah. It, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. We can get into that,
0: but you are correct, sir. Would anyone like to attempt to lay out <clears throat> a plot for us here?
1: I think that's what we pay you to do. <laughs> well,
0: I, uh, I am the face, so uh, <laughs> here we go. Um, That's actually him on our logo. <laughs> <laughs> no filter. <laughs> so we've got little Billy uh, going out Real with his parents. Okay. And, <laughs> yeah, too many Billys in Christmas movies, by the way. <laughs> uh, we got little Billy uh, going out with his parents and his little brother. What's his little brother's name? Ricky?
2: Ricky, Ricky. I think, yeah. Yeah.
0: Yes. yeah. So we got uh, little Billy and baby Ricky going out to, to visit his grandpa at the, uh, the mental asylum. And uh, when they get there, Grandpa is catatonic. And uh, when the parents go away to talk about Grandpa's condition with the doctor, they leave Billy alone. Mm-hmm. And Grandpa all of a sudden wakes right up and says some real scary stuff to <laughs> Billy about Santa <laughs> and Christmas and about being naughty. And uh, then when the parents come back, he goes right back to being a tonic. And uh, on the way home, they stop. uh, There's a Santa on the side of the road who's in distress. We know that that Santa beforehand had just shot a clerk at a convenience store. Um, For $40. Yeah. (laughs) For $44, my friend lost his life. (laughs) 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 <laughs> oh, man. <laughs> so, um, this, they, oh, look, it's Santa. This is great. Isn't this fun? Look, Billy, and Santa. And Billy, now scared to death of Santa because of what grandpa said. It's like, no, no, we can't stop. We can't stop for this. And they stop and Santa, hey, need a ride. By the way, I need to shoot both of you and rape your wife.
2: <laughs> In the middle of the road. Merry Christmas. Yeah.
0: Tear your right. blouse open. She slaps him, he
2: fucking
3: (laughs) flocks her, and then slits her throat while Billy sits in the ditch terrified watching while baby Ricky is in the backseat of the car screaming.
4: And And I I want to point point out here on this that uh, there's always a couple of moments every Christmas season where I'm I'm filled with remorse for what I'm watching, and that's one of them. The other is the phone (laughs) calls in Black Christmas where I'm like, what am I doing here?
3: Making the baby Jesus cry? That's what you're doing? Yeah. Uh,
2: I, d- I do like how they their visit with Grandpa was about 90 seconds long. Like, the, <laughs> like we the, don't want to be here any more than we have to around this dude. The scariest 90 seconds of your life.
1: <laughs> I like that my wife walked in as soon as Santa was ripping open that chick's blouse. And my wife, uh, who's seen me watch some horrible movies, look at me and go, I don't even want to know, and just walk out of
3: Yep. <laughs> I was just
1: saying
3: say, it was more the fact that you were naked
1: that you were off. Hey, how I watch <laughs> movies is my business, okay?
0: <laughs> so... I also like that it's reminiscent of, like, they drive all this way. You see them like driving through mountainscapes and stuff to go visit Grandpa for ninety seconds. It reminded me of *Nigh the Living Dead*, where they go visit. Oh, we got to drive three hours to go visit Mom's.
2: (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) And they get they get some miles out of this. These shots of the the roadside attack, like, is is it in the next three movies at least? Mm-hmm. Where you know minimum, at
3: yeah. minimum.
1: Do you think this this lady knew in her original contract that her boobs were going to be shown over three movies for a period of ten years <laughs> over the
0: over the course of a decade? <laughs> I I I don't believe she was informed of that. But hey, <laughs> you <know>. let alone <laughs>
2: talked about on a podcast because she she would have said what's a podcast. <laughs>
3: I hope that I see her at a convention selling 8 by 10s of that scene like Margot hey, Kidder did that year.
1: Sign me up. I'm getting in that line. <laughs>
2: <laughs> I'll have her sign mine. I don't care.
1: <laughs> Bunch of prudes here. I didn't know that. I... Mm-hmm. Very uncomfortable.
0: So then, uh, <laughs> the kids are, are sent to an orphanage uh, run by nuns.
4: I was and, laughing before you said that.
0: <laughs> <laughs> For the record. Um, and, uh, yeah, so we get uh, little Billy trying his best with his mullet. and
1: uh, <laughs> <laughs> You'll have that. <laughs> Can we have Brent describe if this experience in a convent or a, in being raised Catholic is anything close to what in reality?
2: Uh, It it certainly is McRib. This is exactly (laughs) how it happens. (laughs) I don't know if it was teenagers having sex on a stack of dirty mattresses, but uh, (laughs) you do get some of the, I ran across some of those nuns that would like, uh, we, we'd ask to go get a drink and this one substitute teacher, Sister Edward, we called her Sister Ed, uh, we'd say, can we go get a drink? And she'd say, offer it up to the Lord. So we'd just be 95 degrees in a goddamn classroom, and she'd be like, you need to offer it up to the Lord. So we did have some of these nuns.
3: (laughs) I I wonder, as I watched these, I thought, I wonder if the Catholic Church has ever taken issue with the way nuns are consistently portrayed in movies, especially in the 80s, as just these miserable, miserable bitches.
1: Hey, they had sister
4: act. They got sister act. Let's let's not completely malign. Yeah, that I was think, a much more wholesome response. <laughs> Go ahead.
0: And I think that most films get a pass because you've got at least one compassionate sister. They're like that's day Okay, that's they one.
2: Okay. I also like how there's a, a theme of it, it'll be sister blankety blank, sister Kathy Ann, sister. Lisa, whatever, like thats was all the nuns that had th- three names, Sister Blankety blank well they
1: can't Brent. they can't say sister Crotchety bitch, they just can't
0: <laughs> uh so yeah billy uh Billy's trying his best, and they he's got to draw some memories of Christmas, and so he draws his mom getting murdered,
4: and uh, <laughs>
1: yeah, you said that like it's completely normal. <laughs>
4: <laughs> yeah, it's a it's a tough day at activity time.
1: <laughs>
0: <laughs> Sister,
4: look the way that student says it. <laughs> and so Billy
0: gets in trouble for that. And then he then that Billy catches two two teenagers having sex and all of a sudden he's the asshole. I don't get yeah. yeah.
1: What's the deal with that? That poor kid's like, Oh, I'm in trouble. Oh, what's going on here? Oh, I'm in trouble again. this is a raising and a lowering of something that he didn't know was going to happen.
0: So what's interesting is this film is only like 88 minutes. There's a lot in this movie, but it's, it's, it's under a tight 90. And, Mm -hmm. um, so in, so we get, we get childhood or we get, we get little kid montage. We get orphanage montage. And so orphanage montage wraps up with, they're just going to force Billy to sit on Santa's lap. Like this is Which, fixing. That's not
4: traumatizing. Yeah, I gotta say, it always strikes me as as remarkable how cold they are about this. Like, even for movies of this era that are kind of flippant with some of this stuff, that we're supposed to believe that nuns are forcing this boy into this situation where they know his history. Always just blows my mind. I mean, I get it. It, Part of it is to just kind of rile the viewer up, but it's effective because you're like, give the damn kid a break. And there's a lot more uh, tie-ins to the trauma here. The story is much more interesting than your usual slasher fare, which I want to point out with this. I know we've covered this movie in the past, but I mean, that's really one of the striking things about this entry is that there's, there's more of a story here than usual. and it always really hits home in this scene where I'm like are you guys really making this child do this hey in the grand scheme of
1: uh, Catholic problems this is pretty low he got off pretty easy if I'm being honest
2: that's true
0: (laughs) (laughs) says the McRib the
1: Irish Lutheran (laughs) I got nothing (laughs) hey Martin Luther he he veered us onto a different path
2: (laughs) Not one Santa Claus was in Spotlight, so.
4: well, <laughs> that's a callback to a conversation on Facebook last night. <laughs> we uh, just watched that last night, unironically. And and we <laughs> do you like that time movie. Time. It
2: just sucks that it's about what it's about. <laughs> yeah.
0: Damn good movie. Hate the subject matter, but it's a great movie. Mm-hmm. Okay, so, uh, so then we fast forward to a teenage Billy. And we get the nice nun, uh, God love her, I forget her name, uh, pleading with Mr. Sims at the uh, the toy store. Oh, Mr. Sims, I got a good boy. If you could just give him some work. And he's like, I listen, I love to help the church when I can, but I can't, uh, I just can't hire some kid. She's like, maybe if you just meet him. And then we cut to Billy. Who is just stone cold, handsome, chiseled from stone,
3: and Mr. And, bl- like, and blonde, even though he's been brunette since we met him.
0: <laughs> and Mr. goes, you know, I think we could hire this boy, and we get a fantastic '80s work montage. Uh, <laughs> oh with man, a, with a song that I believe was created just for this soundtrack—absolute gold. <laughs> On the warm side of the door. <laughs>
4: yeah, I'm happy to actually unveil my new tattoo across my chest. The warm side of the door. If you guys be give me a second.
2: Mine's
3: on I my see, butt. I see <laughs> Abner pick up a mic at karaoke.
2: I know what's coming now. <laughs> <laughs> That's um, a
4: hell of a montage. I it's
2: was crazy. like, I I thought I had like, heard this song somewhere, but I think it's so memorable that the only other time I heard it was in this movie. I was like, it's such a catchy song that I was like, I think I'd heard this before, but I'm assuming it was just from this movie.
0: That one and uh, Santa's watching, Santa's waiting. Like, they're both so catchy, but they're they're just for this movie.
3: I love the, the random 80s things that they found to present as toys in a toy shop. Some of that shit, nobody asked for for Christmas. They've got Halloween <laughs> costumes hanging up in the back, like those old Ben <laughs> Cooper ones and shit. But it, I do think it's fun to look at that stuff that's in the background oh. for nostalgia purposes. Yeah, it's Brent, Brent, however, was born in 1996, so he, he, that does not strike him the same way.
4: <laughs> A little earlier. I was going to but... say, too, what's always surprising to me is how much stuff that they have in frame, because there's no way that they got permission for some of that stuff. They'll have, like, shelves of Star <laughs> Wars toys, and I'm like, oh, yeah. How did this happen? <clears throat> I am right.
2: Do you guys like remember toy stores when you went to toy stores? Were they like that? Cause like, <laughs> I, I remember KB toys and toys yeah. R us, but w- were they similar to that? Or was just like such a shitty version of a toy store?
1: Yes. <laughs> that was like an undercutted insult about how old we are, but no, yes, but I, are I was just curious.
0: Like- <laughs> Yes, Brent, when we came over on the Mayflower. That's what,
4: that's what, <laughs> give me a second to wind up for more power so I can answer. Here.
1: Let me show you my collection of tin toys, you son of a bitch. <laughs> Where are I your was, electric
2: trains at?
1: <laughs> everything we had around our area was like
3: a, a big box store. It was okay. like Kmart, uh, Hills Department store.
2: Yeah, I, not Mickey Rooney's a, toy store.
3: No, no. no. The closest thing no. there, there was a place one. in... There was a place in Fairmount, but I was like a teenager by that point that was like collectible toys and some Mm -hmm. new stuff that was more like that. But for the most part, it was still corporate America even back then.
1: He's like, I'm too old to collect toys. Meanwhile, there's a whole bunch of them in the background of his Zoom shot there.
2: Yeah. (laughs) No, I was just curious because like I I was like, this is kind of half a shitty toy store. So I didn't know if that was like the trend until we just got the big corporate ones.
0: So, Professor and I grew up with a killer toy store in our town called Veeches. And Veeches was so dope that they even sent you a birthday card inviting you to come to the special birthday the castle. castle where you got to choose a gift inside. Now, once you got inside the castle, you, you're you glad your parent was there with you because it was creepy inside the castle. Mm-hmm. But you got to choose a gift <clears throat> Uh, from the inside of the castle, and they actually had Mister Boogity footprints, like neon green footprints, throughout <laughs> oh, the film. Yeah? Which I don't mm-hmm. think it was meant to. Be, I think it's maybe supposed to be Santa's footprints. But yeah, we we had a le- we had a legit. That's toy. a hell
3: of a mix-up.
0: Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> <Right>. we <laughs> know, so yeah we in Richmond we had a legit toy store that was
4: like essentially like the one in the film. It was very charming, and, and a lot of it was higher quality stuff. So I mean, it wasn't rinky dink kind of like we're referring to in the movie and like even with the the castle that we had the stuff was wrapped and so it was like getting right you know to have another birthday present when you're a kid and i never learned that the bigger stuff was never better um i would always go for the bigger packages when frequently the doper stuff were the smaller ones
2: yeah see wasn't that a nice memory when i ask uh, personal things of you guys and you say oh it's just because he's so young but I'm sorry I know how to interview I'm sorry I know how to bring that out of people yeah. I'm just
0: I'm just so glad that Hollywood hasn't changed you all the way yet. Yeah.
2: where are my sunglasses
0: <laughs> so alright back into the film here so we get the, the sick 80's work montage and um, but then we get the Christmas and they uh, they 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 decide that Billy needs to be the one in the Santa <sighs> costume. And then they have their own little Christmas after party, which I believe Mr. Sims says, 7 uh, uh, o'clock, time to get shit-faced.
5: <laughs> this B- nice guy out,
3: busts out the liquor bottle on the fucking
2: cash register conveyor belt.
4: <laughs> so times.
2: Yeah, I also like, like, because there's the Santa there first, and then the Santa gets sick or whatever, so then he has to play Santa, but the first time he sees Santa, he gets all these triggering memories, as if this 18, I don't know how old this kid is, has never seen anything Santa related up until this (laughs) point of his life.
1: I think the convent tried to shy away from showing him any Christmas.
2: Except for making him sit sit on the guy's lap. (laughs) Yes. (laughs) Yes. (laughs)
3: Except for the annual visit to the orphanage where they forced him to sit on Santa's lap. The <laughs> annual
0: bloody nose, Santa.
5: <laughs>
0: uh, any other thoughts up in, uh, until our next plot point?
1: Why Why in the world would they make Billy be the Santa when there's, he doesn't... They portray him as this ripped 18-year-old dude, and then they're like, yeah, he'll be Santa. He'll be the fat, slobby, bearded guy. Like, what's <laughs> a- <laughs> Why would the owner
4: just do it? Oh, Mr. Sims. It's either him or that little little Joe Pesci guy, so... Well, I guess that's true.
2: Jolly how? (laughs) Jolly like a rancher?
0: So, yeah, as the party winds down, Mr. Sims looks around and goes, fucking party's dead anyways. Which always cracks me up. And then... uh, (laughs) And yeah, then uh old Joe Pesci coworker decides <laughs> he's gonna try and rape another co-worker. Yeah, he he sells it pretty good. No, I got a present for you. It's
2: back here in the back. Come <laughs> <Talk laughs> to me. I got a little wrapped up for you. Yes. He he's De Niro uh trying to get to, uh, her to go down the uh the the alley to get the dresses and <laughs> good <Goodfellas. stuff>. Just, <laughs> This way. This I way down, no present. <laughs> oh man! But was wasn't she not into it? She was like, oh, maybe she didn't want to have sex, but she was like, she wanted, like a, gift. Guy.
4: She wanted well, a gift. She wanted. she was not looking for the warm side of the door. <laughs> <laughs> I gotta well, be honest. These
2: these were kind of on in the background. So if I get details <laughs> wrong, I'm sorry.
3: You almost got canceled for not being able to read that woman's signals.
0: I'm just very bad at it. So, <laughs> so then Billy decides <laughs> to take some Christmas lights and hang this little Joe Pesci co-worker by standing and just lifting him up by his neck with him.
3: He got he got a certain kind of strength.
0: It was like a realistic home alone. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I was thinking of another reword that Vinny was yes. towards. But, uh, yeah. Moving on. And... Uh, <laughs> He's got and Kringle it's- strength. <laughs> <laughs> uh, what's the name of those uh, boxes in uh, Doctor Who? Oh, the Tardises? Nerd. Yeah. But then uh, the victim gets very upset with Billy for killing her attacker.
3: Which, wouldn't an ingrate, for starters. You can't say that. <laughs> <laughs> That's victim shaming. Listen, Billy went in and saved her, <laughs> and she go and she go chastising for how he saved her. Come on.
0: So uh, this is one of my favorite. <laughs> one of my favorite scenes is that the little old lady that works there comes back in, and she's looking for Mister Sims, and the way she says it. My wife and I do it to each other all the time. We're like, "Oh, Mister Thin, Mister and then she gets shot with a bow and arrow. <laughs> which is which has got to be your favorite part? <laughs> I was honestly waiting on Brent to make that joke. <laughs> I respect you. <laughs>
3: It's, it's between that and the deer antlers. I know it is.
1: What, <laughs> what a surprising weapon for Santa to use.
0: <laughs> well, ah, boy, we've come a long way. Boy, <laughs> so, again, and we got
1: four more movies to go.
0: Yeah, uh, <laughs> the, that kind of wraps up the second act, and now we move into the third act here. And
1: yeah, let's let's get as quickly to Linnea Quigley's boobs as possible, please. <laughs> so that's where we're
0: going next, McRib. <laughs> old Billy escapes and runs off, and the first place he finds is the home of Linnea Quigley with her study buddy. Wink, wink. And uh, she's also babysitting at the time, and they're making out on a pool table because ain't nothing more comfortable to lay on than a granite mm, pool table. I love
1: <laughs> a good slate. Yeah, a good slate back.
0: Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <clears throat>
1: and, uh, Don't get me fired up. I own a pool table, and I'm about to go down there.
2: <laughs> <laughs> That's how you were watching the movies first off with your pants off. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, we, we should also mention that the nun, Dr. Loomis, is uh, finally chasing after Santa <laughs> Claus. Sister
0: Margaret, that's her name, Sister Margaret. Sister Margaret, God love her. <sighs> yeah, so, uh, you know, she's trying to make out with her study buddy. The little girl wants to come down, and she's like, nope, stay up there. If you don't stay up there, Santa won't come. And then... She goes up to check on the cat, and there's Billy. Punish. Billy. Punish. Anybody, wanna, anybody else want to detail this scene?
1: You afraid of getting canceled?
5: Okay, you're getting so... Too, uh, you're going to get too
1: excited. No. I'm going to end up talking about the cut of those panties, and it's going to go downhill.
0: <laughs> so Billy comes in, takes Linnea Quigley, and we get the famous scene where he picks her up. And impales her on some
1: antlers. This is what I figured was your favorite part.
0: Yeah, it's pretty pretty close. That was a Christmas ornament for a while. I think Professor owns six or seven of them.
4: Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, it's a little conflicting when the sex meets the violence. Meets the hunting.
2: You're not so much for sex; you're for the violence. That's the problem. <laughs> Maybe
4: <laughs> <laughs> it's also impressive. Right before he does that, the axe that flies into the wall right next to her face. Yeah, yeah. Any
0: other thoughts on the Linnea Quigley sequence?
4: It, it's it, it to stand
0: out for the
2: movie. It is absolutely yeah. it's iconic. This is just a random house, right? Like, there's no like I I don't expect too much plot from this, but just killing, right? There being Yeah, He could sense okay. it apparently.
3: Yeah. Yeah. We also get what. the
0: bit where the cops are looking for him because uh <laughs> uh sister Dr. Loomis is out looking for him and so the cops come and they find a Santa sneaking into a house. Mm-hmm. And uh, and come to find out, they come in guns drawn, and it's actually the father of that house just trying to surprise his daughter is saying.
3: Just fucked up his
0: whole night. Just a fun <laughs> misdirection there. <laughs> now, really, my other favorite scene in this movie is what we're about to talk about, and that's the kids sledding. Does anybody remember yeah. anything about
2: the kids? <laughs> It really shows a time and place when somebody goes down a slide or something and they hit you with the, Yahoo! <laughs> <laughs> Nobody yahoos anymore,
1: you know, unless you're goofy.
4: It's really gone.
1: <laughs> yeah. what, kind of bullies, what kind of bullies steal sleds in the first place? They, they look like they're 10 years older than those kids.
4: Uh,
3: yeah, they're not hard asses beating you up for your sled.
1: That's like if I, if I go down to Compton, they're going to be like, give me that sled, boy. I'm taking this down the hill. Like doesn't make any sense at all.
0: <clears throat> boy, because I ain't said shit. <laughs> yeah, so, uh, so yeah, we've got kids sledding at night, hearing something, and it's the bullies coming to steal their sled at night. And uh, then we get the Yahoo, and <laughs> boy, nothing does it for me than when that that dude is looking for his friend, and this headless body just
2: (laughs) (laughs) Like, for as bad as this movie is, there's, like, some genuine good kills in it, you know? Oh, Oh, yeah.
0: Yeah, Yeah, I mean, that's what makes it. Man, Mm -hmm. that headless body on that sled. I just, I want that etched on the back of my tombstone. (laughs) 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 Done. Noted. Or if I'm dying of a terminal illness, could I pay one of you to chop
2: my head off while I'm going down? Instead? You don't have to be terminal. I'll do it, man. I'll just do it. <laughs> Merry Christmas.
5: <laughs>
1: we forgot to say after every kill, Billy's or during a kill, saying naughty or, you know, he's saying the classic Santa naughty. line. So,
0: all right. So this is where the, the, uh, the Mandela effect comes in. It, it, we always misremember. Is it naughty or is it punish?
2: Both, I thought. It's both. Yeah, it's both.
0: Because one, he primarily leans into one over the other, but we also it also gets misremembered with the Tales from the Crypt episode with the Santa, where he also says one of them more than the other. And
1: so, <clears throat> I can't remember. I can't. I, I mean, he not
0: I- trying
2: to rewrite history.
1: I'm pretty sure he says naughty more, but I could be wrong.
2: I think he says punish towards the end more for some okay. reason, but I feel like when you're doing a holiday horror, there's only so many routes you could go. There's only like eight words you're going to use. <laughs> he's like,
1: yeah, he's not going to murder somebody and then say, ornament. Like It's not, not a real good setup there. Noel.
5: Noel. <laughs> <laughs> oh,
4: God. I am so horny. Naughty
2: list. See, even that. So. <laughs> Advent. <laughs>
0: <laughs> All right. All right. Well, there we go. So <laughs> Vinny's like, we, we beat this joke. Up. So, uh,
1: okay. So no, I want three more examples now. <laughs> take a nap on this dead horse.
2: <laughs> All right. So just. Mistletoe, Holly, <laughs> Snow. There we go. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so uh, joy to the
0: world. Uh, <laughs> I quit. <laughs> All right, so in conclusion, Billy goes back to the orphanage. All sorts of chaos ensues. The cops finally – oh, the cops shoot another Santa again. Mm-hmm. Uh, so- <laughs> in front of yeah. children. That's yeah, That's my why.
1: favorite part.
2: Well, and why? Because it, they forgot to tell everybody that uh, the guy playing Santa was deaf. <laughs> because yeah. you know When you uh, go talk to children Have them sitting on your lap It's not important <laughs> at all to be able to hear them No offense to the deaf Santa I was gonna say, Ah, damn Like, hey,
0: you, like you,
1: you better put some respect on his name That was Father O'Brien Okay
0: <laughs> This film is very ableist So uh, <laughs> And then Billy shows up We get a final kind of showdown They shoot Billy and then all of a sudden, now Ricky is saying,
1: "Punish!" And dun, look, Billy's dun, dun. Billy Billy's trying to get some well-needed revenge on Mother Superior, but ends up dying in front of her wheelchair. That's just a fact. I, there was nothing funny about it.
3: <laughs> <laughs> Do you think that where's that this movie? Song? Does this movie is this movie remembered? As much as it is, if it does not have the holiday Santa Claus gimmick.
5: No. I say not no, at all.
3: Not the only about, reason is because they... there's such a small amount of Christmas horror that that's why this has become a cult classic and remembered as much as it has been. because okay. of I the think Christmas it's also gimmick.
1: the backlash it got, all that being banned and all that stuff, that definitely elevated it for sure. Yeah.
4: No, I don't think it would be, but I mean, it's, it's usually a blend from that era where you either are leaning into a niche like a holiday or you're really going over with the special effects. So You get something like the prowler that specializes more in the visuals, but you get so many of these that really just took a holiday and and centered something around it. And I think that's, that's why we're here talking about it.
2: The cover also looks cool with most versions of this. Like I, I bought it, because of the cover, and then I quickly put it back on eBay after I watched it. Um, <laughs> <laughs> Wait, are you sa- Go ahead. are you saying you don't like this one? No, it's fine. It's just not enough for me to keep it. No, he likes. He's not not real big into this one. Five is what really holds his favor. I'm a big Mickey uh, Rooney guy. <laughs> I'm Team Rooney from way back.
4: I'd always heard that about you. <laughs>
2: Uh, did the copy that you guys watch, cause I don't remember, I think I watched this on YouTube or something. Did the, the quality keep changing? Cause I know there were different versions of this, right?
4: Yeah. Yeah. They re-edited all the censored footage back in, which they can't remaster in the same way. Mm-hmm. Um, and so there's a drop in quality when you get to some of the more visceral gore and stuff that they chopped out. Yeah.
3: I would like to say, I do not own a copy of this. I don't either, I, anymore. Yeah, anytime I've watched it, has been streaming. It, this is like a badge of honor for you? <laughs> hey, just saying.
1: This, I, uh, this is the kind of crap that I get into. He's like, I don't even own a copy of it, but let's make McRib watch it. <laughs> <laughs> yep.
4: I own all five, but that's not a flex. <laughs>
1: Same here. <laughs> I like the first one. I, I'll give it that. I do like the first one. Sure. The first one's fine.
0: Yeah. 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 yeah really like this movie. So, uh, yeah, recommend this to any horror fan. Yes?
4: Yeah, it's as limited as Christmas horror, I and mean, there's just not an endless list of quality movies to watch. So, I mean, for Slasher, this is cream of the crop in terms of this little kind of category. For sure.
0: Okay, well, uh, let's start hitting that, uh, that
4: downward slope here. Okay, this is where they go a little quicker. Our next entry, Silent Night, Deadly Night 2. This is released in 1987, starring Eric Freeman as Ricky Caldwell. Not Chapman. We've changed the last name there. Uh, Elizabeth Catan as Jennifer. And uh, this really leans heavily into the kind of classic 80s cheapo sequel, but also with that timeless recap ripoff structure that dates back to even older horror uh, that they frequently did. Um, yeah.
2: Part two. <laughs> so, this is but, my second time viewing this. I feel like you could watch this one and skip the first one and like put, you know, I watched one and two together. You could, you know. Uh, and what What about f- like 30 to 40 minutes of this movie is literally the first movie? 45. 45. God,
4: wow. Half That's... half the movie. Yeah. Well, and so, I think we discussed this previously. Um, on the podcast but i I just want to clarify right up front i like watching this more because it takes a little bit of the mean element from the first one out it's not quite as sleazy i mean it's still got all of the footage but it's also really campy and bad with the new footage and so the combination of Mm -hmm. the two makes this a little bit easier to digest especially if you're wanting to jump into some some horror around the holidays so it's a it's a weird dynamic, which obviously we'll get into. But I've actually seen this one more than the first one at this point. So, wow. so
1: you're saying that the acting in this for you is better than the first one? I just want that on record. <laughs> <her>. Okay. <laughs> no, not at all. The <laughs> acting is atrocious.
3: Brent, how many times have you seen this movie?
2: Uh, one and a half, because I watched it the first time, and like I said, I was like, "Oh, this is the first movie." I turned it off. <clears throat> I've seen it probably,
4: this was probably my third time to watch it. Yeah, that's where but I'm at. I, this is probably my third.
3: But I had only seen it for the first time within the last three to four years.
1: I, yeah, I this is one that I go back to.
2: <clears throat> I, th- I think this is like, uh, some movies are bad, like straight bad, but this is like put on at a party bad. This is that lends itself Mm -hmm. to fun. If you like watching this by yourself is a lot more sad than watching (laughs) it with a group of friends, which I watched it by myself. There you go.
4: Same. (laughs) Yeah, you can have some fun kind of paying attention to Eric Freeman's eyebrows moving with every (laughs) syllable that he says. It's a good time. (laughs) No, that's a good drinking game. You die.
0: (laughs) My notes start with. The sequel we
4: didn't need to start the franchise we didn't want.
0: <laughs>
4: right. It's in that classic year, too, where everything just started exploding <clears throat> with forcing sequels. Uh, 87, 88, they start just bringing back to life some of these properties. I mean, Phantasm gets its sequel. I think yeah. that was in 88. Uh, but stuff that had been kind of dormant for three, four years, at, at, you know, it's this is just right on par with the rest of them. Just absolutely horn chewing some of this shit in
1: let's give it where credit where credits do though at least this transition from the first one to this one makes sense like ricky saw that santa get murdered in front of him and his brother was the santa murderer at least it makes sense going in for a sequel they totally That's screw good. it up but at least it makes plausible sense
2: you know how you know how toddlers remember things from when they were baby. <laughs> he wasn't a
1: toddler. He was like <laughs> <laughs> no. Wasn't, wasn't a little baby.
3: In, yeah, the infant in the back seat's the one retelling this story. <laughs>
2: <laughs> Again, it's, it's fine. It's fine. But that's I had that in my notes. Is I
3: know. believe I had heard that they had originally given the original movie over to, to this editor and said re-edit this and make a new movie.
5: Hmm. And after yeah, a while yeah, right.
3: of conferring with another editor was like, we, we can't
5: make this work.
3: <laughs> You're going to have to give us X amount of money, and we have to shoot X amount of scenes. And it ended up being, I think, just barely half of the movie was new footage by like a couple minutes.
1: It, so am I misremembering it? Isn't, isn't his brother in the orphanage with him and is right there when Father O'Brien gets shot? Yeah, isn't that yes. Ricky? Okay. Yes, yes,
3: that is Ricky. But he was the infant in the back seat when Santa right yeah, kills exactly. their mother yeah. and right. his
5: dad. Yeah, I, almost I almost felt like, a, we were, I almost
3: thought down. we were getting ready to have a timeline fight. Is what I thought was going to happen.
0: <laughs> <laughs> so, um, I don't remember why Ricky is in there with the cops making his confession. It, because
1: that that doctor is coming in to interview him. That psychologist.
0: So yeah, someone someone hit me with the setup here because I can't exactly remember why.
4: It, I, you know what? I'll take this one.'ll I'll, I'll summarize the summary that is I think 10 minutes of the movie, My treasure, my treat. Uh, <laughs> Ricky, who is now 18 years old, has been incarcerated in an state asylum for murdering his girlfriend and her ex-boyfriend, which okay. we do get to in the recounting um, and suffering from a similar similar psychosis. Uh, due to the traumatic upbringing that he had and witnessing what he did at the orphanage um the film completely utilizes flashbacks for the first 40 45 minutes of it integrating footage from the original film to build this narrative and then while relaying his story to a psychiatrist um he goes beat for beat on what's landed him there but we also have him escape from the asylum uh so, Do we want to talk about kind of what that experience is like for you guys as a viewer as we spend so much time recounting? What was your, the first time you watched this, what were you thinking about 35 minutes in when you had barely seen anything new? I
1: thought maybe my life up to that point had not reached this crescendo because <laughs> I was like, wait, did I watch this already? And then I put the first one in and I'm like, wait a minute, what's going on here? And then I would constantly confuse the two early on in my horror watching days. And so I'd be telling someone about it, and then they'd be like, no, that's the first one. And I'd be like, wait a minute, what?
2: Mm -hmm. (laughs) Brent, how about you? Well, I mean, technically, this is the first time I watched it because it was such a, a recap that I was like, this is beyond garbage. I've gotten to where if a movie's so bad, I turn it off. I used to stick it out. Now I turn them off, and that was the first time. So. I don't hate the second half of this movie because it's fun. It's not good, but it's fun to see essentially a Santa GTA his way around
4: the world. <laughs> that's that's a good way of putting it.
3: <laughs> yeah, I I was pissed the first time that I saw it, and it was
2: all of this fucking reused footage. Like I was legitimately angry about it. Mm-hmm. There's a joke on The Simpsons where I think they made a itchy and scratchy movie and the tagline is now with uh 38 new footage (laughs) i've always hated like
3: montage flashback tv show episodes of shows that
2: reminds me of the time we did that halloween episode (laughs) cut cut to the halloween episode now
3: (laughs) yeah yeah i have always and they're always the same it's shoot some new stuff to lead into the flashback footage. And so naturally I didn't like that shit on TV. I did not like it when I watched this movie, mm-hmm. but as we've alluded to that second half of new footage, once you're past all of the reuse shit is so ridiculous that it's got a, a troll to appeal to the rest Absolutely. of
0: the movie. I'd agree. Uh, the first time around I was so all I remember was, the original footage and garbage day. That's all. I remember the first time, <laughs> yep. second time around that's all you need to do that. Right. Yeah. Second time around. Uh, I'm a little kinder to this movie. It's not a good movie. I'm a little kinder to it. And um, just that, Oh, it's so it's, it's like him and revisiting this trauma. He is also traumatized and that's what makes him go on his killing spree. So it's, uh, it makes sense in a stupid sort of way, but yeah, it does.
1: So are we saying that I'm the only one that has the Silent Night, Deadly Night 2 Scream Factory figure?
4: I've got part one. I think I
2: have Uh-oh. one, two, that I bought in a, a lot. Uh, <laughs> I, it's for sale. If anybody <laughs> wants to buy <laughs> <laughs> I did get my Tall Man fat Phantasm figure, but it came with it, and uh, it's somewhere I around here. Although, I say, either
4: Grizz is getting the toy or taking off his clothes. <laughs> I just got my <laughs> part original. one. Yeah. Yeah, I got one. that one. I've got part one uh, and part two.
2: And like oh, the, uh, the artwork for this, the like I said, the artwork for the movies, great. The figures look great. Even Silent Night, Deadly Night is such a great title.
4: Absolutely. Yes. Do we want to talk about Garbage Day real quick? As we're, <laughs> as we're recounting to the psychiatrist, Just say, do we have a whole lot uh, to say here? Uh, all of the all of the violence that had unfolded with him, but that's that's the memorable scene from this movie, and it. It's not really important narratively, but I feel like we need need to at least spend. It's because 60 it's such
3: here. a bad line. <laughs> yes, like it, it, and I I bring this line up all the time, but it's uh, it's storm from X Men. Do you know what happens to a toad when it is struck by lightning? Like it's so bad. Yeah, it's Blade. Always some motherfucker trying to ice skate uphill. Like it's one of those awful lines.
0: We need to take every bad line, like, I'm the juggernaut, bitch, garbage day, <laughs> garbage day to it. <laughs> but yeah, no, it's, um, all of his lines are bad. It was like, the delivery... duck, duck, or are you ready to take the ride?
4: <laughs> yeah. He so moves every muscle in his face when he talks. <laughs> I've never seen anything like it in a movie.
1: <laughs> are we going to sit here and say Eric Freeman isn't a good actor?
4: Yes.
0: yes. Thank you. <laughs> He's from the Jeremy Iron School of uh, stage oh, acting to
1: Yeah. Sure. down camera. with your Jeremy Iron <laughs> sleeper.
5: <laughs> <laughs>
2: I'm now not, I'm I'm not like one to like critique an actor's like ha they acting but like cuz like, what do I know? But I'm like god, sometimes you just it's so bad that even, like, i watch a movie and you go on Reddit afterwards and be like, were they, does everybody else think they're a bad actor? But it's like, <laughs> there's no question that this dude was just not great. I don't know what they, how, like, they said, be a shitty Jack Nicholson or what they were saying. But
4: <laughs> just not I good, but correctly. that's... What-
3: and, and Christian <laughs> Slater said, uh, I've already got that covered,
4: thank you. <laughs> <laughs> say, if I remember correctly, they literally had him and a few other candidates for the movie and hired him for his looks. I mean, they've even said that after the fact. And then they couldn't find Aaron Freeman for decades. Yeah, they couldn't find him. And then they finally tracked him down to talk about the movie. So I wouldn't worry too much about hurting his feelings. I don't think he was uh, (laughs) too full of vanity. I heard he went to live in a cave. (laughs) (laughs) But yeah, so the garbage day scene is is amidst him (laughs) basically unraveling and comes up upon... A, an innocent citizen taking out their trash and he just looks at him and says garbage day and then just slaps <laughs> away Dude, i just would, i feel like we need to clarify this for the, the listeners who might not <laughs> ever actually watch this movie <laughs> how confused was that guy who just
1: got shot in the last moments of his life he's like what happened to me <laughs> <What's>, <laughs> that would be a hell of a way to go
3: i did like uh when he killed stereotype blonde-haired 80s rich guy bad guy with a car yeah bag. That was mm. a cool death.
1: Yeah, very it peppers not, in a
2: few yeah. things like that.
1: It's because not plausible that, at all, but it, it still works.
2: Well, that that kill is very like he he could have like beat the guy up and the his girlfriend would have been fine, but it's like when his brother choked the guy <laughs> out with the lights. Like you were so over the top, like you didn't have to do that, you know? walk yourself, bro.
1: <laughs> yeah, that Jeep that Jeep <laughs> kill was great, and then he kills her with a car antenna. I don't know if you've ever touched a car antenna, but it does not bend around a neck like that at all. <laughs> uh,
4: and, too, before we move on here real quick, I want to mention, I think I've said it on the podcast before, but me and Hot Dottie on a filming location tour were introduced to the section for this while walking by it and managed to run into the homeowners. And they were like, what do you guys, you guys taking pictures? And they were like, yeah, yeah, we're, it's a movie was filmed here. They had no idea. They literally lived right at the garbage day house, and they never even heard that, so that kind of sums it up for you.
3: That's funny. And then they called the police on you.
4: Yeah, we moved quickly. Uh-huh. And the
0: LA um, cops shot you on sight. Right. Uh, and but they were holding the, the newspaper
4: add- that had Brent Terhune on the front page. <laughs> <laughs> um yeah, there's really not a whole lot to the plot here. I mean, as we said, we recount all this to the psychiatrist. He escapes, um, and we find out his main purpose is to seek out Mother Superior uh, from our first movie, now living in a private residence, uh, to, you know, seek revenge for his brother Billy. And he succeeds where Billy had failed years before, kills Mother Superior in her own house, and he is shot by police that survives his wounds to end our movie here. But Man, I'm not.
3: Let, let's not put him over too much. He killed a woman in a wheelchair.
4: True that. Uh, like oh, oh. <laughs> what was up with her face? Why is her face all of a sudden that way? Because she got blown yes. up when she yeah. when she tried to kill Michael Myers. Yes. Jamie. <laughs> <laughs> uh, also, her
2: address, if you see when he walks in on the door, is six six six. And if there's anything I know about religious people, there's no way they're going to live in a house at 666. Yeah, it's so, yeah. a
1: brick in the back.
5: I <laughs> love <laughs> 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 the, the
1: Bruce the Dickinson real estate would live there, like, but... <laughs> the real estate agent's like, hang, hang in there. Hang in there, sister. I know what you're thinking, but this house is beautiful. Wait no till deal. you see the tub. <laughs> Wall foot. <I'll put. laughs>
2: uh,
0: yeah, we... we, we... Obviously, we didn't need to talk about any of these, but there was a decent uh, umbrella kill in the alley. Uh, Mm, Yep. And uh, there was a meta theater moment where the first film was playing in the theater. Uh, You get a jumper cable kill, which is a lot of fun. Uh, But, yeah, that's where the fun ends. Uh, But (laughs) but then we also finally get him, finally, uh, at the end, as he's going to kill Mother Superior dressed as Santa. And it all comes back around.
3: Yep. Top he He's sh- shot by, what, two shotgun blasts
1: at the end? And, he, and he's still alive.
3: And he's still alive. <laughs> sh- shotgun blast to the body, if I'm not mistaken.
0: Well, so that'll put, your brain, when you
4: put
0: sp- Go ahead. So, well, that'll put your brain <laughs> in the bowl for the next movie. <laughs> <laughs> That's
4: basically what I was getting towards.
3: With. <laughs> uh, with this one still... For a holi- holiday watch if you're a horror fan who likes to have thematic movies throughout the season this movie still works and like professor said it may work better for some people yeah than watching the first one
2: it does for me because you of get the, the camp
0: and the brutal i'll i'll probably never watch it again
3: <laughs> do you own it Mm-mm. okay it was I, not I, at
2: the I, pawn shop <laughs> <laughs> Now or there's the a game changer. There's a game changer, Brent Tricune.
0: I see pawn shop. I'll be guilty and
1: charged. On site.
0: <laughs> but I'll have you know that I've seen three from hell at the pawn shop no less than five times for $2 on Blu-ray, and I've still never bought it. You know what you should have done when you saw them? Coffee. Stomped them. You should have broke
4: them when you saw them. <laughs> Dude, that's how you know what's up with that movie. And Rob Zombie fans won't even pick it up from the pawn shop. At months. the place where they shop. <laughs> <coughs>
1: Straight dude. Let's just say I've seen Eric Freeman at a couple of cons and his line's never busy.
4: I think has a little trash can that he keeps on his table, if I remember correctly. I'll bet he's had more people
0: shout garbage day at him than he has had people pay him for an autograph. <laughs>
2: <laughs> you know, for sure. If he sold like signed little garbage cans, I bet he would do really well with that. <laughs> you're not like a, an ornament? You could have yeah. an ornament of a trash can? Yeah. You're not wrong. Yeah. You're not wrong.
1: Yeah. I just want I just want him to sign up for cameo so I can get that cameo.
2: <laughs> I'm on cameo. I'll say it. I'll say that. On <laughs> so say Brent, you're in Hollywood. Reach out to him.
1: I yeah, believe- I'll talk to the <laughs>
2: elites. They'll reach out.
1: <laughs> I believe Brent charges like eighty dollars for a cameo, and Eric Freeman would charge like six.
2: <laughs> <laughs> that's true. We can't compare. That's <laughs> but, but, uh, that's only because
1: Brent has joined the Illuminati.
2: Yeah, we have a, the health insurance isn't great, but uh, you know there's benefits.
1: <laughs> I thought your eyes, <laughs> hey, lizards. Does that does that mean he got to meet Nicholas Cage? <laughs>
4: yeah well, who,
5: what, war.
4: I like I wanted to yell Garbage Day 10 times in the last 60 seconds, but I did. <laughs> That's how we know it's
2: time to move on to the next one, is when somebody declares Garbage Day.
4: <laughs> All right, anything else to declare on part two? Garbage Day. <laughs> Pretty good. Okay, uh, my, moving
1: on. My theory is entry. if you like one, you have to like this one, because it's most of the movie.
5: That's
4: true that's fair with more eyebrow movement. Uh, our third entry, <laughs> silent, Night, deadly night three better watch out released in 1989 directed by Monty Hellman, which blows my mind. He is a legitimate director. He did two lane blacktop helmed with the tear. He's also, you know, was like a producer on reservoir dogs. He's got a pretty decent career. Uh, the film is good, starring. Good Bill yeah. <laughs> <laughs> God damn it. I got nothing. Uh, Bill Mosley is Ricky. Richard Baymar is Wes. Uh, he was from West Side Story. And Twin Peaks is Dr. Newberry here. Eric DeRae. Bill Mosley like in Twin the role Peaks. that
3: he's famous for,
4: I might add. <laughs> the role yes. to put him on the map. Wait, you're saying <laughs> that this isn't
1: Chop Top?
2: <laughs> Sing Pretty me much. Christmas carols, you dog dick. <laughs>
4: <laughs> um, Eric Duray who's also from Twin Peaks. Laura Herring as Jerry, who is in Mulholland Drive. So you're kind of getting an interesting grouping of uh, David Lynch performers before uh, they're in David Lynch stuff, but uh, it ends there. So experience the, with better watch out.
0: This was a very Lynchian film. I can tell you that.
4: Don't even try.
0: Well, that's
4: racist.
0: <laughs> uh, that was my first. Uh, <laughs> it was uh, this is my first viewing boy. Oh boy. Was it my first viewing?
2: Is it so we get like uh, her name's Laura? She has like she have dreams or some kind of psychic link to uh, Ricky, I guess. Which is my favorite horror trope is the psychic link.
1: The doctors trying to link them together
2: because is is she somehow psychic and can tune into this
1: guy? She's clairvoyant, yeah. Brent. She's clairvoyant. I, it, no,
2: her name's, after- her name's Laura, not Claire. <laughs>
3: <laughs> <laughs> it wasn't it after like an accident where she was blinded that she got these ESP powers somehow. Yep. She was dead zoned. <laughs>
4: <I want> <laughs> yes. Clarify- wow. wow. I want to clarify for listeners. This sounds like there's a big plot.
3: There isn't.
4: <laughs> Spoiler. There isn't. Uh,
3: yeah. So as you were <laughs> the. I was mostly astounded that this was tying into the first two. Like that was the biggest surprise to me. True, true. Because I had seen screenshots of Bill Mosley with that Jello mold on his head, but <laughs> I didn't really know any And then when they're like, "I'm like, oh shit, that's that's Ricky." <laughs> okay, all right, so okay. Uh, wow, what a weird ass movie
1: this is.
4: This no, is only my second time 30. watching
1: it, and I I kind of remembered the brain bowl, but everything else. I just remembered sh- crapping on this one because the poster is awful. Like, it doesn't tell you... It's, it's not like the other two where the poster is pretty good. This one is just that chick's face with some icicles, and you're like, uh, okay, thanks for not luring me in for this one.
3: What an interesting choice with the bowl and the brain on his head. For, like... You could have had him laying there with, like, scars across his head where he'd had brain surgeries or a lobotomy is inferred. Very weird, especially with the context of the two movies prior to it, where there's really Mm -hmm. nothing in that
2: realm present to then move forward with that. Brent? Or you could have had, like him for some reason wearing a Santa Claus, Santa hat the whole movie. And then the big reveals, he's got a brain or something, you know. Yeah,
1: there you go. Uh, but something listen, like that. Working in the medical field, I see people walking around with brain molds all the time. It's not that big of a deal. <laughs> <laughs> and, and Vinny, to your point, like
2: this Tab Scars, like he's very much Frankenstein, the monster yes. in this movie. Like, why not have him be a Christmas Frankenstein, at least? something oh like
1: when he murdered that little girl in the lake yeah sure that yeah same thing.
2: <laughs> well he couldn't because it was frozen <laughs> it was <this> christmas
0: <laughs> time the time matters <laughs> well and that's that's another big point of this film and the next one is that there's very little reference to christmas in three and mm-hmm. four. like like Especially oh. four. <clears throat> i mean like these are less christmassy than die hard Right. Like,
2: yeah. So like, and then eyes yeah. wide shut.
0: <laughs> Rambo, Rambo first blood, you know, like the, these are very, <laughs> they're, they're Christmas and spirit only.
3: Yeah. Well, awkward. let's it's not awkward. forget we reuse footage from the first movie in this one again.
1: Yeah.
2: <laughs> Is it the boob scene
3: again? Right. Like,
1: yeah. oh, yes. You oh, don't, yes. hey, you don't, you don't throw away what works, Vinny, okay?
3: <laughs> you uh, you also don't have a Silent Night, Deadly Night without titties in it.
2: Amen. Mm. Not, It's not my Silent Night, Deadly Night, I'll tell you that much. <laughs> uh, I, It's because we have like what Don Rickles saying that comes in is roasting this coma patient. <laughs> like, that's yeah. about as close as we get to Christmas.
3: Because he's keep calling him a vegetable. <laughs> <laughs> like, yeah, there no. Uma, it's, it's not as uncomfortable as Uma Thurman in a coma and kill Bill. Uh, uh, but yeah. It's close enough. Yeah, I had to
1: bring that
0: up. Oh, <laughs> My name is Chuck. <laughs> uh,
2: so, Professor, were you still going to get, oh, I'm sorry, Brent, go ahead. Oh, I, I was going to move the plot along, if I may. There you go. <laughs> uh, we, so yeah, it's he, like he's done a podcast he escapes the asylum and then also Laura is going to grandmother's house for christmas um and we meet up with her brother who has a girlfriend that looks exactly like her because her brother looks
3: like Brian Pillman.
2: yeah <laughs> i said dave mustaine <laughs> <laughs> yeah i wish he would have been like you know when i was in uh, alcoholica uh they handed me the bus <laughs> ticket and told me to hit the bricks <laughs>
0: <laughs>
2: but like it, my problem is like the girlfriend and the sister look exact not exactly the same but it's like i'm so dumb that you can't have two brunettes in a movie that look similar because i'm like is he kissing his sister right now
5: oh, that's real shit
2: yeah i was like did he get into my search my my uh search results or what
1: <laughs> yeah how many times in google have i typed in hot blonde blind chicks
0: <laughs> <laughs> yeah at some so at some point in the plot here you know we've got the site the the blind psychic girl who is mentally connecting with ricky through experiments by her doctor <laughs> played by <laughs> bill mosley with a brain bowl in his head yes and, <laughs> and at some point, uh bill mosley with his his jello brain bowl uh escapes and he's on the loose uh,
3: my favorite is when he puts like a, a fucking winter sock hat on that thing. And <laughs>
1: yeah. it. Oh, it reminds man. me of every drunk uncle in my life I've ever seen. Just can't put you put on a sock hat right. <laughs> it's so hammered.
3: So so let's say you're driving down the road and you see a guy with a clear bowl for the top of his skull, where his brain is visible, barefoot in a hospital gown. Do you say I'm gonna pick this son of bitch up? And see if he, <laughs> he needs a it. ride
0: somewhere. <laughs> i am mean, be dead honest. I fell asleep three nights in a row trying to finish this movie. <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
2: Lucky man.
1: <laughs> Straight. Did up, you ever like, wake up? Wake up to the, like the brain bowl and be like, "What is this? Am I still dreaming? What's going I don't on?" Have... I woke
2: up to like
0: four or five playing because Tubi would just start the next one. <laughs> <laughs> uh, no, yeah, no. I straight up look like the the the, the bear from the Sleepy Time Tea. Uh, <laughs> tea.
4: That's the way to be, though. No, nothing is weirder than when the siblings get in the car together, and she does the pretend thing with the zipper on the crotch of her jeans, and he thinks that's hilarious. You guys remember that? Both are, everybody's staring at me like <laughs> I made this up. <laughs>
2: I think he had a different cut of the movie.
4: Yeah, I think, you, I, think no, you I focused probably on the wrong details. No, because I was like, man, that's a weird joke for siblings to make.
3: There's a whole <laughs> lot of weird in this
0: movie. Whole lot of weird. So yeah, now help me understand, does Mosley find his way back to the woman who had adopted Ricky as a boy? Is that who takes him in? The no, that's her.
3: that's her grandma. That's yeah. the blind
0: girl's grandma. So that's why there's the connection. So that's, yeah, because that she was headed there. So, leader.
3: so Bill Mosley is a psychically psychically connected. So he's drawn to that address that she was getting ready to go to. And, but they didn't live in a
0: cave, which is interesting. <laughs> they, didn't <make> this <laughs> they did not It was a sewer. Oh, okay. <laughs> okay. That makes more sense. Ninja turtles.
2: <laughs> so, uh, All right, so uh... and the girlfriend asks, "How long have you been handicapped?" (laughs) What kind of question is that?
3: Just small talk.ing I like to get to to Granny's house. They get to Grandma's house. Grandma's missing. That's weird. Hey, you want to take a bath together?
1: Uh huh. Go fill
3: (laughs) me up in the tub.
1: Hey, nothing, nothing makes you hornier than Grandma's house, let me tell you. <laughs> when down. you got that late 80s wrestler hair, you get nothing. Um, <laughs> nothing. Nothing gets me six to midnight like plastic on furniture.
3: <laughs> and, then, and then he gave her a diamond
4: cutter.
0: <laughs> <laughs>
4: Bang! <laughs> All right, part five. Thanks for listening.
0: Oh, hang on, so uh, my favorite quotes. Hey, Bubblehead, is it live or is it Memorex? There's a good, (laughs) no cold Steve Austin. Timeless, timeless quote in reference.
2: (laughs) Where's the beef on that one?
4: (laughs) (laughs) And a happy new year. Uh, I like all of the recounting with Bill Mosley getting in warm with the grandmother quickly. It's like uh, Truman Capote's story with he and his grandmother growing up. She's like <laughs> giving him presents, they're having all these n- nice warm moments together. I'm like, he's got a fishbowl on his head. Interesting note that on the special in the special features.
1: Yes, I watched him.
4: Uh,
1: <laughs> this is the first time Nerd. that Ransley has ever had to cry on film, and so that that sweet that sweet lady talked him the way she talked to him got him to cry, and so that's his favorite memory from this movie. Not they should have Jeff. just
3: played him back the dailies.
2: <laughs> yeah, I was going to say, I, I was crying the same as he was. So <laughs> Now, uh, Grizz has got the hand up.
0: We're talking about a guy who graduated from Yale. Bill Mosley. <laughs> From Yale. I was
4: like, Ricky graduated from Yale?
0: <laughs> Wearing that, th- that bowl on his head. When you see his old suit brain, like, that man graduated <laughs> from Yale.
1: <laughs> what a great advertisement to go to Harvard instead. <laughs>
5: <Yes>. <laughs>
4: I, just, uh, I just want to point out also that when McRib <clears throat> shares things like he extended the experience with Part 3 by jumping into the special features, this is why... We have him on the franchise episode. <laughs> hey, Thank you, yes. It shows that I care. Yes.
0: <laughs>
4: as I said earlier, beast of burden. I was gonna <laughs> say, meanwhile, me and Grizz are sleeping through the second half of the movie and logging it as finished.
3: And Brent <laughs> is here because I promised him exposure. That's true.
4: <laughs> yeah, him. Sure, is
3: this, and
1: when, him. I, is this I, when I take off my pants and give him the exposure he wanted? Or? <laughs>
2: on the pool table do it on the pool table
1: oh, i'll send you videos later <laughs> thank you i
2: i will like this came out in 89 so texas chainsaw 2 came out in 86 so like at least i guess people probably knew bill mosley at that point you know and you hear the You're- stories of bill mosley going into the chop top the character but this is completely different than chop top you know
3: how many of these 8x10s do you think he sells in comparison to Chop Top I, and Otis Driftwood,
1: I can say from experience of going and seeing Bill Mosley a few times, I've never seen one on his table.
0: <laughs> <laughs> I love it. Well, Not a proud moment, I take it. Uh, can't recommend this one. <laughs> no, nope. we didn't. We didn't close it out, guys. Come on, yeah, no need to. <laughs> uh, we, yeah, we can see. We see Bill Mosley in a tuxedo with his <laughs> brain bowl at the end. Merry Christmas.
2: Touch my brain, everyone. <laughs> also, good. Yeah, uh, <laughs> uh, producer, uh, producer, wife uh, was watching the, just in the room, and God forbid she'd watch this. And uh, didn't he like stumble and fall on a broomstick or something? That's how he's killed.
4: Yes, Ricky <laughs> right? is inhaled to end and the I, Ricky trilogy. T-
2: it was so bad that I had to rewind it and I said, watch how bad this is. Because <laughs> there's like an edit.
0: <laughs> Quote, unquote, end the Ricky. LG.
4: Yes. <laughs> yeah,
0: basically, uh,
4: the quick wrap-up, Vinny, sorry, go ahead.
3: No, I was just going to say that uh, I don't recommend this movie. You don't need to see no. this under, under any circumstances. And I also wanted to give a shout-out to Tubi for having these available
1: at no cost to me. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Hey, that would be great information to share with McRib, who's going to be a guest on your show. (laughs) Instead, I went to Walmart and bought it for $23 or whatever it was.
3: Let's be honest. I'm going to see you at Cinema Wasteland in two years, getting that signed anyway.
1: (laughs) I was promised there would be no
4: judgment. (laughs) yeah with this one it's it's not good um and what's interesting i think about this is more who's involved with it and what's put into it than rather the result the movie itself is pretty boring um which is remarkable when you consider what the first two films were and that you have Bill Mosley with that shit on his head walking around in here and that they somehow found a way to make this drag ass and not be interesting. Um, (laughs) But, but the production value, the director, like even the talent in the cast, like this is way better than usual slasher fare from that era, but it doesn't show on screen. It is. I mean, it is just a drag to get through, but the the plot we were, I was going to say the plot real quick, just to make sure we're clear on it. It's just the two pathways converging at grandma's house. And then the melee breaks out, and they drag it out, and they drag it out, and then finally Ricky is is taken care of there. Just this, sure.
3: this, like we're going
4: to see going
3: forward, is <laughs> where I'm like, this was a different script that they took and slapped the name on it and made the
2: character Ricky. I, th- I think <clears throat> it was supposed to be a Hellraiser movie because <laughs> <That checks. clears throat> it just doesn't
3: really feel like that's originally what it was going to be
1: are you saying there's a lack of christmas in this movie
3: uh yeah yeah i'm gonna say that and where who embraced this trope of psychic links
1: during this era of movie horror oh.
3: movie making
0: so you think this one was another script to be another movie because i'm gonna tell you i'm gonna surprise you here Oh boy. Part 4 was not meant to be a Silent Night, Deadly Night movie. <laughs> well, let's move right
3: into that, then, because truth. Hearing uh. coma.
4: I just wanted to say that one more time. <laughs>
5: mm-hmm.
4: <laughs> Alright, we ready for our fourth entry, then? God, please. Yeah. Okay. Silent Night, Deadly Night 4, Initiation 1990. Directed by Brian Usna, special effects work from Screaming Mad George. Music yes. from Richard Band. This is starring Clint Howard, Vinny's favorite actor, Reggie Bannister. Maud Adams, yep. who is a former Bond girl. That's right. Uh, Alice Beasley, who's a star of Moonlighting. And uh, Gene Bates, who dates back to the 1940s contract player for Columbia Pictures. So, some interesting talent again in this movie. Doesn't go anywhere, but there's a lot going on. So, mm-hmm. this this franchise
0: is a reverse bell curve? <laughs> 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 You start with the first one. The second one's not as good. The third one's terrible. You come back up the fourth one and the fifth one. Do you though? Own, as it's... far as the franchise goes. I would,
1: I would like to say that I do not agree with that at all. And how dare you love me? <laughs> out with
0: it.
2: Well, I'll say, get fucked, nerd. <laughs> I'd say this franchise is perfect for sledding. By the time. <laughs> We get to the bottom, you can cut my head off. Do me a favor. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> <laughs>
3: oh, shit. Um, yeah, this 100% was not a Silent Night Deadly Night movie. No.
0: This is better than part three, though. Can anybody agree with me there? No. I don't know that I can. No.
2: Yeah, I can. Okay, I mean, lightly, wow. slightly. For fuck's slightly. Sake, Brian used <laughs> the screaming mad
3: George. It's got to be better than part three. No, the, no I, yeah, I was that's- astonished when I saw screaming mad George's name. I was like, okay, okay. Like I, was, I had me a little bit hyped to watch it, and I'm like Clint Howard. Okay, all right, mm-hmm. you got, it. and uh, I believe in a text the other night you summed it up perfectly when you said it was the poor man's. Rosemary's
0: baby. hundred <laughs> percent. Hey. Hey, let me lay it out for you here. Did I ever think that I would find myself watching Clint Howard rape a woman in a poor man's Rosemary's Baby that's supposed to be a Silent Night, Deadly Night sequel? I did not.
4: But here's a strong case for being better than part three already. <laughs> you you act like Clint
1: Howard's is supposed to be up for better movies. <laughs> <laughs>
0: Uh, is Clint let me Howard, tell you something. Go ahead. Is Clint Howard technically supposed to be Ricky in this?
1: Yes. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I thought he was. Clint. No, he's his not. Name, is his he name Ricky, really? but but he has no connection to a it wink at and all. A nod. Yeah. yeah.
0: Okay. Vinny <laughs> just felt his stomach turn a little bit.
3: Yeah. Yeah. <clears throat> what What was up? My comparison was a uh, Clint. The scene, the Clint Howard doing sex was. <clears throat>
1: doing sex. Just <laughs> as
3: awkward, if not more, as Sleepaway Camp... Is it three? What's that go. actor's name from... Uh, yeah. uh, old uh, the Old Boy Freezes to Death in Scrooged where he's <laughs> rubbing his face on that girl's titties that are way younger than him. It's one of the most awkward things I've ever seen in oh, the history of film. Boy Boy Belt Buckle. Yeah, and I don't know if Clint Howard doing a sex scene... And calling it a sex scene is kind. It's a rape scene.
1: I said rape. You said yeah, so. yeah, <laughs> yeah. That's uh, that's 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 what you want friends to say on
4: a podcast. I said rape.
2: <laughs> <laughs> I said what I said.
4: <laughs> I said what I said. Yeah, Michael, Michael J. Pollard was our Red yes yes there.
0: from the beginning of uh, uh, Devil's Reach or no from the beginning of House of a Thousand Corpses. Yes, Little quick. <laughs> Don't yeah.
2: that. That's this you gotta is. fuck that chicken? Which is a different movie. <laughs> so uh, We've just
3: been all over the place and not said a thing about this movie.
1: Alright, let's go yeah. to the next one. I'm, I'm gonna take a shot. <laughs> this is my official first time watching it. Same. Oh, yes.
2: Brent? Yeah, how many times have you seen this movie? First time, last time. <laughs>
3: <laughs> yeah, this one's real bad like uh wow i don't I don't even know i don't even i don't think I can give a synopsis of this movie. I'll try
2: I heard I he did it Fritz, please <laughs> it's uh it's a witch movie, yep, uh, and uh this lady, I guess is trying to get her daughter back, who died or something, and they're trying to get a good candidate to have her daughter mm-hmm. again, but then there's a bunch of worms. And so you're saying
3: that hereditary kind of ripped this movie off?
2: I think so. <laughs> Tony Collette based her whole performance off of <laughs> Clint Howard. <laughs> but it uh there's there's a like a witch Coven and uh they recruit this lady. Oh not man knowing.
0: Coven sounds too much like Evan.
2: <laughs> <laughs> Callback <laughs> Um, but yeah, they're trying to get uh this lady to have a child uh via um Clint Howard, I guess. I, I don't, I think that's it. This is very much like the swerving Halloween 3 where you don't really get anything what the franchise is, but it's not as good <laughs> yes. as Halloween
3: 3. I, like, I think you see a strand of Christmas lights at one point,
0: yeah. <laughs> like, yeah. that you they're saying there's no killer game.
1: Santa in this movie. <laughs>
0: Well, but they make her drink a drink, just like they do with Mia Farrow in Rosemary's
1: Baby. Which, can I quickly say, this is like a very feministic movie, and yet the women are always poisoning the other women a la, like, a roofie, for God's sakes. Mm -hmm. (laughs) And then Clint
0: Howard, he he puts, like, this larva in her mouth, and she pukes us out
1: as a... Yeah, we call... We call it a penis, but you can call it a log.
2: <laughs> well, there's spontaneous combustion in this movie, too, for some reason. Ah,
1: yes, forgot about yeah. that. When's the last time you've seen a burnt dead body on the news?
2: Yeah, that's or what I said. said. I said, when sh- would they show this?
1: Kitchen uh,
0: think? Yeah, so she, yeah, that woman is like <laughs> a, a, a prominent reporter and she gets seduced by this
2: coven and her oh. boyfriend is uh, a greaser, but a pushover at the same time.
1: Yeah. Um, at one and... point, she tries to commit suicide and then changes her mind and goes straight to humping that dude. Oh yeah,
0: mm-hmm. and then and then also she's being you got it, you got weird. it, being real weird with him. She says, "Close your eyes. I want to fuck you while you're sleeping. Be still." Oh, that's not concerning.
1: Much- I'm whatever gonna have to excuse want, myself. I'll be right back.
3: <laughs> <laughs> whatever you want. Uh, you can call me whatever you want.
5: <laughs>
0: <laughs> How much? Clint tweet? Howard Clint hey. Howard, yeah. Howard How- pumping and
3: a sweating. Clint, <laughs>
1: Clint <laughs> Howard is greased up, looks like he's from Clockwork Orange and is Shirtless. just like a on.
3: Shirtless, just a pumping and a
1: sweating. <laughs> oh. Boy. I can't wait to meet him at a con. I'm going to get that <laughs> autograph right there, I'll tell you.
4: Crosswalk with him once. It was uh, He was unsettling in person. It's uh, it's, yeah. it's between that 8x10
3: and the one from Star Trek, the original series. I'm not sure which one I'd get. Oh, I
1: thought we were going to get through an episode without Star Trek being wrecked, Not with you here.
2: Not with see. you here. <laughs> uh, there's also uh, an infestation of... Now of roaches for some reason. Yes. Yep. Like there's a lot of bug horror. I think she lives below the apartment from creep show.
4: we Joe's big bastards.
2: Yeah. Joe's. Yeah. Like it, it's all very confusing of what's happening in this movie. Cause I think the main crux is she's, they're trying to have her daughter again, give birth to her daughter, but there's so much other shit going on with bugs and little creature type deals that I don't really know what, is happening
1: see this is the part where i would like grizz to explain why this is better than three now because at least three we know what's going on do we do we yes (laughs) it's dumb but they're connected he's coming to kill her no big deal this one i'm like they're feminists they're eating bugs you've seen jaws 4 love jaws 4 love it See, okay, I guess this makes a lot of sense now. Professor I think just
3: stared a hole
0: through my forehead.
4: <laughs> I'm just, I'm just wondering about the wiener fingers and when we're going to get to that. Right.
0: <laughs> oh my god! Right, I mean, so we're back to Yuzna and Screaming Mad George <laughs> together. I mean, we're getting that bodyboard from. They were together on Bride of Reanimator, weren't they?
4: Yes, and let's yeah. not forget. In society, society, society yes. for this, right, so I mean, everything that you're so like, seeing, they felt compelled to do again. A year um, later.
0: This is big, horny, body horror energy, right? So, <laughs> like, so I'm not saying I like it. I'm not saying it makes sense. I just think I, I got a lot more laughs out of this than the third movie.
3: The effects aren't bad. I mean, you got Screaming Mad George. The effects are not bad.
0: No. And then Middle oh, Girl gives birth to a giant larva,
1: right? Yeah. Not tight, but fly <laughs> in part two or part three. And that guy, that, that sure. effects where that, that worm goes in that guy's mouth while he's driving the car and then it pops his eyes inside. That was pretty cool.
0: Yeah. I'm selling it.
1: There are a lot more boobs in this. So I guess I know where your head's at, uh, as far as this being better, but.
3: Yeah, you can't, you can't go wrong with a silent night, deadly night movie. I was going <laughs> to say, I don't, don't want to split hairs
4: here. Okay. Let's put this out here. Nothing to fucking do with anything, with any exactly. of this franchise, with no. Christmas, with the first three movies at all. Like it is literally just name only. Nothing yep. to do yeah. with Christmas, which is fine if you enjoy it. Be real here. This is ridiculous for a fourth entry in a Christmas franchise.
1: I yep. don't even remember seeing anything Christmas decoration-wise. I, I, I can't remember it. I,
3: I think there's a moment at some point where you see some Christmas decorations outside. They reference it being around that time, but it plays the most minimal role it possibly can in a movie based on the Christmas holiday called Silent Night, Deadly Night. And I did write in my notes, goddamn Reggie Bannister. I uh, was so angry.
0: <laughs> yeah. Literally, I mean, both three and four have nothing to do with Christmas.
4: No. He said that like five he does. a character in part three that ties into the narrative. I mean, there's something at least there. This, when you're watching it, it's just like, oh man, it's that classic feeling. And we've been through it a, a dozen times now with these franchises where by the late 80s we were literally just jamming other scripts into IPs rental cash. I mean that's all it is. And the thing is, I want to point out too before we're done with this, that I I can't stress enough that between like nineteen let's say 1985 to 1995, a movie that deals with a dangerous LA cult and special effects work is about a hundred movies. I like I can't count how many times this formula is laid down for rental tapes. I mean, it, yeah. it, it's beyond a cliche.
1: Please tell me how many times it
4: actually worked. <laughs> I can't. <laughs> maybe five at the most out of a hundred. <laughs> okay, so
0: maybe we wrap this one up. Can't can't tell anyone in good conscience <laughs> to watch this one. No. She does
2: <laughs> stab the lady with her own hands. Yeah, her wiener. And then <laughs> she exp- <laughs> catches on fire, too. So, because
3: spontaneous, I, because spontaneous combustion. again, And
1: mm-hmm. that, that was the worst effect in the movie when that person's burnt. Like, clearly a fire stunt. Like, that's just
4: some dude getting burnt up. He's like, thrown off a roof. <laughs> I, you just wonder if, if execs at A24 were watching this and thought, let's get this into everything, everywhere, all at once. Let's get those <laughs> hot dog fingers back. <laughs>
2: hey,
0: I gotta tell you, it might piss you guys off, but I like this one better than three.
2: I, I think I do too, but that's not saying much. <laughs> <It's> not, <laughs> Joe, Joe Bob says yeah.
4: stupid. <laughs> yeah, say, there, there's not enough love here for anything to get pissed off about an opinion. <laughs>
3: no, not not at all. Not at all. It's it's like saying which one is the more delicious turn. <laughs>
4: <laughs> shit, shit sandwich was tastier. <laughs> all okay, right. Okay, any uh parting comments here?
5: Mm-mm. Part
4: 5. something I, I didn't recommend. five the toy maker from 1991, directed by, the pronunciation here because I'm not sure, Martin Ketrosser, Ketrosser. Uh, he wrote The 13th Part 3 and 5 and went on to be Tarantino's script supervisor, so kind of interesting career path there. Uh, this was also written and produced by Brian Usna again. We also bring Screaming Mad George back for the special effects, and we now have vocal critic from the first feature, Mickey Rooney starring as Joe Petto, wink, wink, And we've got his sidekick, Pino, played by Brian Bremer, who is also in Pumpkinhead. That's where I recognize that kid from.
3: I love that Mickey Rooney is in this after talking all that shit. Oh, I do too. I absolutely love that part of this movie, 100%. I'm also a mark for the Pinocchio story. That's one of my favorite uh Disney animated films ever. And I was like, oh, Joe Petto like Geppetto. But even then, I was still like, oh, he's a toy maker. And that's all the more I read into that. So I won't go any further with that with the ending coming, but they still got me with that. That was way out of left field.
1: You are 80 Gosh. years old. <laughs> <laughs> I thought who in the world would name their store Pedo Toys, like Pedophile
0: Toys? <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> yeah, like, uh, yeah. Like Pedos, yes, I agree. And
4: I agree. This, this is how we're broken as a society, because <laughs> 30 years ago, we just thought of Pinocchio. <laughs>
5: hey, yeah, yeah. <laughs>
3: Brent, Brent, now, how many times have you seen this one before now?
2: Uh, let me look at my wall. Eight times so far? <laughs> yeah. I mean, is it scraped into your wall? That's true. Yeah, with my <laughs> own nails, not anything else. <laughs> uh, I do find Doesn't it that it's back called back The Toy Maker, and then there's a song in Santa Claus' has Come to Town where they sing the first toy maker to the king. Yes. And it's yes. Mickey Rooney. Yep. Mm. Uh, by the way, let's play a quick game. Who is taller, Mickey Rooney or Danny DeVito?
3: Every time I see Mickey Rooney, I think of an old SNL sketch with Dana Carvey where every time he plays Mickey Rooney and he's got fake tiny legs and he sits there (laughs) and constantly says, I was the number one star in the world. (laughs) Because seriously, at one time, nobody was more famous than Mickey Rooney. (laughs) Like He he was a huge deal back in the day. And then he's playing this guy, Joe Petto. Yeah, I <laughs>
4: Cause me as a, as a guy of, of loving older film, I do want to point out just in his defense, this man married some of the hottest actresses over. I think he had eight different wives. One of them was like, I can't remember, maybe Ava Gardner, but he was notorious for, for just running through, you know, a <laughs> ton of marriages. He was uh, an excellent child actor. Um, he had, I think maybe the longest Hollywood career on record from start to finish in terms of number of years it's remarkable so hopefully we don't judge this this man just solely on his performance <laughs> and uh, <laughs> the toy maker Silent Night Five.
0: It's <sighs> so funny because like there's just such a, a generational gap like I was trying to explain to my wife the other day we were listening to Christmas music I was like you don't understand Perry Como was like the biggest shit in his day <laughs> Perry Como was <laughs> And it was like a superstar. And she's like, who?
2: Pericoma.
1: Joke landed in part three. Better. <laughs> it's small glimpse into how Abner's marriage is. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, they're called Neco wafers and they're delicious.
2: <laughs>
3: <laughs> no, the candy's
2: called Whorehound. Try it. <laughs>
1: What happens uh, this in was, this movie? This was my first time watching it. I just wanted to get that out of the okay. way. Okay. <laughs> so, is, is this sure.
3: everybody's first time by the way? Yeah,
1: my first time.
3: No, well, this, the professor has seen it
0: six or seven times. <laughs> Make it 10, smart ass. <laughs> <laughs> um, so surprise. There's a toy maker in this movie. What? And let's be dead honest here. Let's be dead honest here. This is maybe the first fucking Christmas movie since the first one.
5: <laughs> yeah.
3: The second one. Oh, well, uh, ish. At least we got some Santa suit in the second one.
1: Yeah, that's is that is that what we're basing it on, the Santa suit or the toys? Because you can have
4: toys in any movie, it doesn't make it Christmas.
3: That's true. <clears throat> it's true.
4: I'm just I'm gonna say right up front, I love the approach on this. I love that they they tried to go the toy angle. For part five in a series that was just floundering all over the place with goofy shit. Dead ass. Dead ass. This <laughs> is my this is
0: my second favorite Silent Night Dead. Ooh, I like to hear that. Wow. This was
4: the one I was looking forward to people seeing for the first time to see if one or two of you at least enjoyed it a little. Yep. Here, this is way, way
3: more. Sh- Go ahead, Jason.
4: Here's what I
1: wanted to know. What agent had the balls to send this script to Mickey Rooney? After he wrote that letter, he's like Let's see how true he is to his you know his actual comments and boom he accepts the offer.
3: Well, did you listen to our episode about Ed Wood and Bela Lugosi's relationship? It's like okay. there right. was a All lot right. of the same thing happening here. Mickey Rooney was just happy to be offered a script.
1: Are you are you saying that Mickey Rooney was also addicted to heroin?
3: <laughs> I, I'm not
0: alleging this. <laughs> So, so yeah. no toys for you. Let's talk about how some of the toys, part of what sold me, stole my heart, is that a lot of the toys, when they turned evil, they had 80s Blue Lightning. They did. Oh, yeah. That's easier. true. In, in 1992. The... Is that when this
3: came out, Professor? 91. You know, 91.
0: 91. Blue 91. 80s Lightning in the 90s. Still 80s adjacent in the Midwest.
4: <laughs> yeah. <laughs> true. Want yeah, to the plot? toys are great.
3: <laughs> <laughs> making, no, I seriously, I want to hear one of you make sense of this plot. <laughs> <laughs> You're up. <laughs> uh-uh, not it. Oh,
4: oh my God. Mickey Rooney
3: oh. owns a store. He's got his way too young to be his son, son, working at the store. You know, Uh. He, it turns out later in the movie, he and Pino used to live in the house that the little boy who had a mystery toy show up at his house and his dad got killed by. Mm-hmm. Turns out Mickey Rooney and that and Pino used to live in that house. So Pino still has a hidden key because they didn't change the locks after they moved in. <clears throat> and gets into their house and nibs shits around and gets caught. The mother comes back says, you keep that motherfucker out of my house. Then Mickey Rooney gets sauced up and starts to physically abuse his son that is twice his size. Uh, his, son, his son then me. whoops that ass. His son then whoops that ass, and Mickey Rooney gives one of the most ham-fisted performances I've ever seen in my life, when he is screaming out while he's getting his ass beat. Uh, also, factor in, there's another guy in this story who is this mystery guy who's making weird toys, uh murderous toys if you will. Bootleg. Uh I believe that's the one where uh the worm thing, remote control worm thing crawls into the guy's mouth. Yeah. a callback. and, and, makes, call his, back and makes his eyes that's so there's that. There, what <laughs> the
2: fuck just happened? What? Did anybody <laughs> else
5: just see that?
2: I think Pennywise is at your house. You had some balloons we're all, come were up zoom on Zoom and screen. all of a sudden
3: there's balloons that <laughs> show up on my screen. Anyway. I think you said a secret word. <laughs> so uh then uh, at some point we end it because the kid goes quits talking uh a la Jamie from Halloween series after he witnesses the toy murder his dad. Uh then at some point Mickey Rooney is dressed as Santa Claus in their house killing folk. Uh but then I'm just going to barrel straight to the end. Uh, Mickey Rooney is unmasked. It's not actually Mickey Rooney. Mickey Rooney's dead. And it's his son, Pino, who is an automaton, an android. This is where all of a sudden I lean forward in my chair and go, oh, what the fuck? (laughs) I've been half paying attention this entire movie. And then this happens. I'm like, oh, okay, hold on. You got me now. And uh, he's dressed like Bicentennial Man from uh, Robin Williams.
1: Robin Williams.
3: Uh, But his father was never created him, but never loved him as a true boy because he wasn't a real boy. So they're playing on all this Pinocchio angle. Uh, There's some, honestly, it looks better than it should.
0: Grizz? I just realized his name is Pinot. For a producer. Yeah. <laughs> I'm a simple man.
2: Uh, <laughs> Vinny, you said <laughs> you're like you look you looked up and it was like an Android. That that would be a point in the movie when you'd rewind and realize that you knew that was coming once you missed a certain part of the movie. But there's no there's none of that. It's just a big <laughs> reveal. Yes, yes. At no point
3: am i ever thinking in this series slash this particular film that all of a sudden i'm going to be faced with ai yeah
4: and android murderer you're welcome
2: <laughs> this, this seemed like a a feature length like uh tales from the crypt
3: yes yeah
2: you I are not totally wrong
3: you it uh it re- really Really surprised me with that. That last fifteen minutes got my attention. Oh yeah, and notched this movie up the last three sequels with the quickness. I'm not saying this is a good movie. See my reverse bell curve. (laughs) Still sledding. It's
1: for sledding. (laughs) I just realized that these movies blend together so well that this the last one we talked about. I quoted the worm that goes in the guy's mouth toy, and that's not in that movie. That's in this piece of crap.
2: I thought I had missed something, but I didn't know. And I love that when the worm crawls in the guy's mouth and then he wrecks, and then his car explodes for no reason. Yes. <laughs>
3: I, I love his uh, do not infringe on any copyright uh, humming and singing in the car.
1: Uh-huh.
3: <laughs> Just nonsensical. Oh,
2: boy. Hey. can we- Go ahead. Can we talk about the, the strange drifter guy who lives in the, the hotel that plays Santa? And then we also get Clint Howard as another Santa? Yes. For no reason. Yeah. <laughs> They're like, hey, guy, ah, throw back then, Clint Howard. <laughs> and then it's like the redhead woman that's like the neighbor. Isn't she yep. the lady from the she, first she one? she is.
4: She is. Wait, this is the one with the uh-huh. landlord getting the eyes sucked in, right? Yep. <laughs> My apologies <laughs> from earlier. My bad, doc.
1: My bad. So, dog, my bad. so you know technically, who else technically, joined you on it. Technically,
0: with Clint Howard showing up in this film, we get Ricky in all 5 films.
1: This was part of uh, Clint Howard's two-picture deal
4: that he wished he never got. <laughs> <laughs> They've uh, got rapist, we've got rapist Ricky and brother Ricky.
3: And during the scene at the mall, where uh, our leading lady's son is visiting Santa Claus, we also get a cameo, if you pay attention, from the boom mic. Yes. <laughs> I didn't even see that.
0: We also did mention how earlier the way that Pino was dressed, he's based on what the character Negan from The Walking Dead is wearing. The-
1: <laughs> <laughs> I, I, I am know. out of here. <laughs> Uh, Um, I'm ashamed that no one's brought up the uh, rocket-powered roller skates.
2: (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Welcome to Jackass.
3: (laughs)
1: Uh, (laughs) As if you wouldn't just fall down on those skates. Instead, you're taken through a ride. (laughs)
4: There's no way.
3: Good stuff. And then we talk about... It turns out that the drifter guy... Who made the murderous toys is actually the fa- the real father of our non-speaking
2: little boy, like and just, he well, shows yeah. up in the parking garage, and they reconnect and and bang in the back of the uh, of the car, and then he is also like, "By the way, I think your kid's in danger." <laughs> I got my I got my nut. Let me go ahead and lay this on you. <laughs>
4: Well hey, it wouldn't be an early nineties rental without an unnecessary plot element. hmm There's always gotta be that that third act orch shit that nobody there's knows. There's a there's a lot of sex in this movie. You're welcome.
1: Like, Silent Grid. night, Deadly Night baby. Grizz here this is see, this is where you get a, just a glimpse into Grizz's brain. Just, that's why it's the bell <laughs> curve. He's Belker. like bell curve. He's like, Hey, to... there's a severed hand toy that basically violates a man. And that's what gets me. Going. <laughs> oh, I forgot
3: about that. Well, that yeah. like, oh, you've never done that before. And I was like, Oh, dog, <laughs> you get molested by a robot hand.
2: <laughs> the toy kills were cool.
0: Yes, they were yeah, a lot of fun toy
4: kills. Cause it was screaming
0: mad George again, right?
4: <laughs> yes. Yeah. Yeah. And there's no weird orgy for, for a change. Of thing, <laughs> and there's work, which is fun. Um, And I you know, I can't stress enough that that's the real gem element of this is that this you know, Christmas horror isn't a robust category of films to begin with. But on top of that, finally somebody jumped into the idea of of the toy element of it and and the toy store. Plus you get some of those, you know, not elements, but classic tropes with, with Christmas storytelling with you know, like the struggling toy store against the modern elements and kind of, and the beauty of it is, is that they don't spend a half an hour hashing that out. It's actually pretty slick with its movements for a part five dumbass horror movie. Yeah, there's like more like, going what? on here than you would think.
0: They're like, yeah, well, we had to close because the Walmart came to town and that's what's plaguing us. This is the part where I pull
3: an Oprah and tell you guys to look under your seats and there's a Larry Larva figure under each <laughs> of your
4: chairs. It's in my ass. Thank you.
2: <laughs> what kid would be happy to get that? From? <laughs> and not only not only
3: is it a Larry Larva, but the remote control is one of those ones that have a wire that connects uh, to the toy. Larry. Like It's not a, like a radio-controlled car. God.
4: Larva. That Are, sounds like a earned elementary nickname that you never shake. <laughs> <laughs> this we're just we're just we're just
1: realizing the adult toy revolution that is no wired objects. <laughs> you
0: can
1: get that toy right, Larry. The Larva is at your local Cirillus. Just go down and get it. I was it.
0: gonna say, hop on <laughs> and, <Eve. laughs> and you can find it. <laughs> there's a
1: did you did you realize there's a lot of post nut clarity death in this movie. <laughs> <laughs>
3: <laughs> I would I would say that this movie is, uh, if you're looking for the seasonal horror, I would put this above, obviously, 3 and 4. You don't have to have watch the other two to watch this. You don't even get any rehashed
0: uh, footage in this yeah. one from the first one. So, yeah, if that's what you're looking for, hit this one up. This is my second favorite Silent Night of the Night movie.
4: I like in that <laughs> Del late Night movie. This would be in competition towards the top yeah. for me. I think that you could literally—I'm being honest—you could pour some drinks, you could, you could, you could smoke a joint, and watch part two and this—the most funny thing ever mm-hmm. <laughs> for holiday or. I Neither think if you're trying to make movies. sense of
1: all this franchise, you'd have to get drunk and smoke a joint to understand what the is f- <laughs> going on.
4: Now they wrote it. <laughs> okay, well This has got more than you'd expect in it.
1: <clears throat> Wrapping up. Hey, wait a minute. Oh there's one point I gotta make. <clears throat> we didn't mention that Pino the robot tries to have sex with his mother. And at one point while he's hip thrusting into his mother without his he's anatomically correct, he has no penis. He says, I know you'd come, mother. Nobody else <laughs> okay. get that part.
3: Yeah. I blocked it out,
1: actually. <laughs> second, I, thought, I don't now. recommend this
0: movie. I'm sorry you remember <laughs> bitch
1: I, I just want to put that on a platform again to understand why like Chris <laughs> says this is a bell curve. <laughs> <clears throat> so, All right. Hey, you make a point you to drop what, his
4: pants and show it.
1: If you think so, <laughs> Howard
0: Rape is better than that, that's fine. <laughs> <laughs> that's on you. <laughs>
1: I just really liked Clint Howard's mask in that in that rape scene, so that's that's where I like that one better. Well, Merry Christmas to you.
0: <laughs> <laughs> All right, well, wrap it up. Another episode of the Midwest Monsters. No <laughs> sir, no sir. Is there There's another
5: Silent Night,
3: on? Deadly Night movie.
0: There is yep. Silent well, Night is remake in 2012.
3: We I
0: actually it's watched a it, loose it last night. I thought we were, we agreed not to watch it. <laughs>
3: Y'all said you didn't watch it. I had time, and it was free. It's for me to watch, so I watched it. I did this for all of you. Okay? I, I, did anybody else watch this? No. Nobody. I, all right. Gonna give us I a hot make, 30 seconds. I will make this extremely it, brief. in
4: 2012 either.
3: Silent Night 2012 put out by Anchor Bay. Oh, God. Starring Malcolm McDowell, Lisa Marie... And Michael Arena. Shit. The guy. <laughs> God damn it. I didn't write his name down. It's the guy from that show Grounded for Life. He was also in Blade 2. <clears throat> oh yeah. Name. You know the guy I'm talking about. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's trash. Like It's <laughs> so bad. Malcolm McDowell. What are you doing? Like between this and the Halloween movies he made with Rob Zombie. What the fuck are you going out on? Uh, did you know? His was, career. Did you know that he was also in Star Trek Generations?
1: I was, <laughs> I was uh, to point uh, that I, out. I made it a purpose not to know those type of information about about anything Star Trek. Uh,
3: it is a very loose. There's a killer Santa on the loose. Uh, you get a rehash of the antler impalement. <clears throat> this movie had a budget of three million seven hundred fifty thousand dollars. Wow. And its box office that it did was (laughs) $114,653. Oh, no. So, well, Silent Night 2012. 2012. Now it's (laughs) this and that. (laughs) Yeah, real bad. Real bad. Do not recommend. And uh, we were talking earlier in the earlier installments about bad acting. Uh, Lisa Marie did not disappoint. <laughs> she uh, gave the performance that I have come to expect from her.
4: We just terrible. recently talked about that Ned Wood. Yes,
3: Ned Wood. she she's a terrible actress.
4: Strongest. The poster I has that, uh, a Santa with a
1: flamethrower. Is that pretty cool, or is that Santa
3: has a flamethrower? At a couple parts, and not that cool. All right. Well. Yeah. they th- they thought that they were doing a My Bloody Valentine style remake with this and failed
2: fucking miserably. How do you mess up a Killer Santa movie?
1: <laughs> yes. <laughs> right. Yeah, I want to see a Killer Santa movie meshed with Home Alone with some good Christmas deaths. Use some Christmas items. <laughs> Not a bow What's and arrow.
4: A French yes. movie called Deadly Games.
1: <laughs> Just
0: remake Home Alone and have the guys die when they should. Yes! Kevin yeah. McAllister's traps actually kill them. Short. <laughs>
4: Uh, One last thing. One last thing. They did announce two and a half years ago that they were doing another movie. Nothing's come of that, but they had announced that in twenty twenty one. I think early on that they were, yeah, that they were doing another one. But there's been nothing since.
3: Is that a result of that great box office return that they got for that (laughs) last one?
2: Lord of Mercy. Wow. If I may. One more thing. <laughs> <I> meant,
4: no. <laughs> <laughs> Anybody no, got no, any fan no. theories on Part 7?
2: Oh, Lord. <laughs>
0: I
4: well,
0: I read in Fango that, uh, <laughs> actually.
4: <laughs> no, I was going to say,
1: uh, so Billy is dead, and uh, oh. his Santa suit is picked up by Tim
4: Allen, and then we can <laughs> go <laughs> on from there. He's <laughs> <Arr, arr, arr. laughs> <laughs> really <We're easily laughs> upset and happy. <laughs> oh, he man. was trying
1: to murder Tim Allen and his son, and fell off the roof.
5: <laughs>
1: <laughs> I like
3: well, it. This gets us into a timeline conversation. <laughs>
0: <laughs> all right. Wrap it up. Another episode of the Midwest Monsters podcast. Talking about Christmas. Merry Christmas to all of you listening. Happy holidays. Enjoy whatever the hell you celebrate. I'm one of your hosts, Grizzly Abner. And I've been joined by.
4: Staff and I also want to mention before I pass it to Vinny, taking a quick <laughs> break in January. Yeah. Revisit some of our uh, winter horror episodes. We're just going to give ourselves a, a, just a little quick break for the holidays. I just want to make sure we give you a heads up on that. And who are you? Professor Wagstaff. <laughs> <laughs> and you introduced me? Nick mccullen
2: Brent, they're coming to get you to Hune.
0: Stay scary, nerd. Merry Christmas, y'all,
4: guys.